Thank you for listening to the Celebration Church podcast. For more information about Celebration Church, go to ccacron.org. There you will find information about our church, upcoming events, and how to make a contribution to the ministry of Celebration Church. We hope this message is an encouragement to you. Well, I'm going to talk to a little bit today. Um, don't worry, I'm only going to preach until about 2 o'clock. I want to talk to you a little bit today about um, God, the Holy Spirit, our nurturer. And, um, you know, um, not everyone in here is a mom, and not everyone has their mom still. And to some of us, you know, um, our moms really weren't that great. You know, again, we're, we're in a fallen world. Um, but the amazing thing is that we're created in the very image of God and that that nurturing motherly quality is found in him. And he provides the nurture that we need, whether we're babies or whether we're adults. And so we're going to take a look at that in Scripture today. We're going to start in Genesis 1.1. And it says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And I love that picture, that image of the Holy Spirit, of God himself hovering over those waters. You know, I picture a mother hen, I picture an eagle, you know, wings outstretched, hovering over that water, brooding in protection, brooding in anticipation. And really, that's the Holy Spirit over you and I every day. Remember, we just talked about the banner over us is love, that banner covering us. The Holy Spirit is constantly hovering over his children, watching, protecting, loving, anticipating the things to come for us. You see, when Scripture says that he's never going to leave us nor forsake us, that we're never alone, there's so many answers to that and fulfillment to that promise. And this is just one, that he hovers over us. You know, you think about a, a, a young mother hen with her chicks. I've shared this before. And, and, and if you see the mother hen, and of course here you got a lot of chicks and animals and geese and things flying and flopping all over the place. But you see those little mother hens, and, and, and those babies are a chirping, and there's a lot of them. And they're bouncing, and they're bopping, they all have ADD. I just want to see if y'all are listening. And that mother hen just opens up her wings. What? And covers them. Broods over them. Covers them and pulls them in. It's a place that we find in the arms of Christ of warmth. Warmth of protection and of comfort. You know, none of us, none of us are so strong on our own that we don't need comforter. There's not a day that goes that I don't need a hug or a kiss from them babies. But how much more do I need that comfort of the Holy Ghost? You know, people, it's so funny. They're like, you're just so confident. You just do things. And no, 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 honey. I know who broods over me. 
and I know who, whose wings that I hide under. He's a great comforter. He's a shelter. He's a helper in our time of need. And just as the, the Holy Spirit hovered over the darkness and over the waters, he's hovering over you. He's hovering over your home and your families. He knows the deep issues and the things that you don't want to let out of your house. You know, back in the day, no one was allowed to know any of the problems. The Holy Spirit already knows because he's hovering. You know, I love when my daughter says, Mom, how'd you know that? The Holy Spirit, honey. The other day, she said, Mom, does the Holy Spirit tell you everything? Eventually, yes. Sometimes through a friend, sometimes through a teacher, yes. But he's always there hovering. You know, the, the uh, definition of to nurture is to care. It's to discipline to educate, to feed, to give instruction, to give nutriment, provision. That's exhausting already, and we're not done. <laughs> to rear, sustenance, and to train. And, and, and that's not even possible. But the amazing thing is, as we're made in the likeness of Christ, that's what the Holy Spirit is and does in and through each one of us as he's hovering. Because if he wasn't hovering, he wouldn't know. He wouldn't know the deep things of the heart and the mind, the things that happen in the comings and goings of a day and be able to train us, to discipline us. Ooh, everybody say, ouch. Some of you need discipline, even you adults. Mostly you adults. <laughs> and you think, I hate when you say that. But guess what? The Holy Spirit's hovering over you at home. And when you're, when, you're, when you're laying in bed and it's noon and you're like, I'm not getting up, he's still hovering in your bedroom. <laughs> you can do it. I love you. With you. And when you're on the couch eating bonbons and potato chips. And you're on Facebook complaining. And when you're texting in anger. The Holy Spirit's dis displays quality qualities and characteristics of a nurturing mom that you and I so desperately need. And so when I picture the woman with the angry text or the man with the Facebook rant and the Holy Spirit hovering and that spirit of conviction enters your room and you begin to curse the pastors for preaching their message because if they didn't preach that you wouldn't be irritated <laughs> it reminds me of the little kid and the teenager 
Mom, when are you going to leave me alone? Don't you know I'm grown? Because, see, you can be 60 or 70 and still act like a teenager to the Holy Ghost. Y'all thought y'all were getting a little soft Mother's Day message. (laughs) The comforter means a great deal more than just consoler. Though we've narrowed it to signification, um, this is a, 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 a commentary from McLaren. It means not only one who administers sweet whispers of consolation and sorrow, but one who in any circumstance, everybody say any, any. by his presence makes us strong. That's the job of the Holy Spirit. He not only, see, we just think, we just want, you know, the Holy Spirit to come stroke our back and tell us how beautiful and how smart and how lovely and they should have chosen you and you should have got the job and you should have had it easier. And that's not really his job. He comes in the middle of our situation and, and yes, he strokes our back and says, hey, I'm right here. You know, when you come in the prayer line, the catchers behind us and the prayer, the prayer partners are going to come and they're going to touch you lightly on the shoulder so you know that they're there and then release so God can minister. That's like the He's going to come and let you know he's there. And just his presence makes us strong. You know, um, this past soccer game was a little rough. But the soccer game before Saturday, Zoe was having a hard time. You know, she's my introvert kid. Oh, my word, is she introverted. She's so introverted she didn't want to high five and say good game the first game because she didn't know those people. She couldn't touch them or talk to them. There I was, hovering. (laughs) But game before last, we're at the game, and she's having a hard time, and she's in the middle of the field, and she goes, Mom, I'm not going to lie. I'm not really liking how how today's starting. I'm having a real hard time, and this just isn't going to work. And so I said, well, do you still want to play soccer? She said, yes. I said, then you're going to have to suck it up, buttercup. So we knelt down. I asked my assistant coach if he could, he could lead the team. We knelt down in the middle of the field. And I said, we're just going to pray and ask Jesus to come. She said, all right. So there we were bowing our heads and asking the great comforter to come, that he would, he would, he would nurture her heart. I can't help her heart. But he can. That he would come and give her strength and give her courage. And it was awesome to watch a four-year-old in the middle of 100 people, 50 to 100 people at that game. And just the confidence come because the presence of the comforter came. And if he can come in the middle of a soccer field to a four-year-old, he'd come in the middle of your meeting room. He'd come in the middle of your financial situation. He'd come in the middle of your workplace, in your home. And give you strength for the day. And that strength might be just to get up and take a shower. To brush those nasty teeth. (laughs) And to make breakfast for your family. He gives us the strength in our time of need. 
2 Corinthians 1.3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all. Everybody say all. All, all comfort. You see, God supplies all of our needs. God is saying, my grace is sufficient for you. He's saying that all you ever need, you'll find in me. He's the God of all comfort. I love when people say, you have no idea. No, I don't. But I know the one who does. So I don't care what your situation is today. I don't care what our situation is tomorrow. He's the God of all comfort. He's the God that supplies every need in every way. He knows the deep recesses of our heart. He knows the longings of our heart, the desires within us. He placed those desires in there, and he's going to come and provide comfort. But you've got to position yourself under the fountain of his love to allow it to come. If you walk out the door, if you come in here and say hi, check, and then you walk out the door, it's a little hard to find comfort in Christ because you're not putting yourself in the position of allurement, the position of his presence to be drenched by him. Look, in the morning, look, Zoe's got allergies right now. She's got all this stuff going on, so the mornings were kind of like this. So we get in the car, and I'm like, so what do you want to listen to? Worship. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. So her favorite song is in the river. And thank you, Lord, she knows every single word. And so she'll start like this. But then the do 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 you know, the thing comes on? The keys come first, and then she starts singing. And after, like, the first line, she's bebopping. She's smiling. Her arms are going. He's the God of all comfort. But we've got to invite him in the car. Because, you see, I could do anything. I could try to talk her out of it. I could try. Look, God, y'all pray for me when she's a teenager. <laughs> but he's the God of all comfort. And, and she's learning at four how to welcome his presence, how to rejoice in who he is, how to declare his promises over her life and her situation. And, and, and it's, it's easy for us to say that he, I, you don't understand what I'm going through. But hello, if you'll just turn on the radio, if you'll just open the book, it's a whole lot easier to say he's my deliverer. He's my healer. He's the Lord of my life. He set me free. He is my happiness. He is my joy. I am an overcomer in him. It's just as easy, if not easier, because we then surrender to him and the God of all comfort comes have you experienced his mercy in your life recently have you gone to Christ himself and allowed God to minister to you in a situation before man you see I'll never forget what do women do the first thing something happens oh my word I've got to tell you I'll never forget the first time that the Lord said when are you going to go to me first when are you going to go to me first? And the awesome thing is I've learned to find solace in him because he is the God of all comfort. So when's the last time that you found more comfort in God himself in a situation than you found from man in it? Come on. 
He is the God of all comfort, but we've got to give him opportunities. You see, I love it. It's a very fine line. So I go to him, and, I, you know, and he comes, and he comes, and it's very funny because my friends know if they get a call from me and, say, and I say, I just got a vent. They know it's big because they know I've already been to the throne. They know I've been to the throne, and I haven't been able to deal with it on my own. So I'm calling my friend to say, whoa, red flag, help. And then the Holy Spirit through them will begin to nurture me, will begin to minister Christ to me. But I don't go to them first. They're all sitting over here going, hee, 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 hee. I know when she called me or my Bible study. <laughs> but my comfort's not in them. They don't get the call first. Who gets the call first in your life? Do you call on the Holy Ghost or do you call on the bottle? Do you call on the Holy Ghost or do you call on the cigarette? Do you call on the Holy Ghost or do you call on sex? Oh my gosh, on Mother's Day she said that? He's the God of all comfort. When was the last time? <laughs> now you know how it feels, honey. Let's keep going. I'm going to get in trouble, Mike. A comforter who makes strong by his presence. The paraclete who is our advocate our helper, our guide and instructor. Need I dwell upon the great thoughts that spring from that metaphor? How we have to look for a person, not merely a vague influence, but a divine person who will be by our sides on condition of our faith, love, and our obedience, to be our strength in all weakness, our peace in all trouble, our wisdom in all darkness, our guide in every perplexity, our comforter and cherisher, our righteousness when sin is strong, the victor over temptations, and the companion and sweetener of our solitude. Romans 8:11 says, But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. You know, our moms give us life. You know, your mom ever tell you, I gave you life, I can take it away. <laughs> How much more has the Holy Spirit living in us given us new life in Christ Jesus? He's given us the very life, the very breath of God, the very roash, the breath of God himself. Everything about the Holy Spirit heals us. And makes us whole. He's another one just like the first one. That Jesus sent into our life to be the very thing we need every moment of every day. His very presence earlier today. We all felt it. We all were very aware of the manifest presence. That was here to heal us. And make us whole. He gives us life. Have you surrendered your heart, your life, your mind to the Holy Spirit, to the very presence of him? 
You see, so many people in church, so many people around church are afraid of the Holy Spirit. They think it's this hokey-pokey thing out there, but it's the very nurturing, comforting presence of God himself. Don't be like that teenager saying, Mom, don't you know I'm a grown? I can do it on my own. No, you can't, you dirty, ugly, nasty thing. No. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives and reigns in us, giving us new life, sustaining us by the power of the resurrection. That is what we need. He comes as the fire which melts us, which warms, it cleanses, and it quickens us. He comes as a rushing mighty wind which bears health upon its wings and sometimes breathes softly as an infant's breath and sometimes sweeps with irresistible power. He comes as the oil, gently flowing, lubricating, making every joint supple, nourishing. He comes as the water of life, refreshing, vitalizing, quickening all growth. He comes fluttering down as the dove of God, the bird of peace that broods upon our heart. opened up your heart to the person of the Holy Spirit. Church, hear me, we're coming upon days. We're in days where it's we need to stand up and rise as the bride of Christ, as the very voice of God that our feet be shod with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And there's no other way to do it in his power than by the infilling presence of the Holy Ghost. Romans 8.26 says, Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weakness, for we do not know how we should pray as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us which gro- with groanings which can't be uttered. How many of you, when you were growing up, your mom said, You don't know what you need. I know what you need. I know better than you. How much more does the Holy Ghost know what we need? He prays for us even as we don't know how to pray. So you come and you say, woman, you don't know what I'm going through. Nope, but I know who does. Because he's going to pray through us the very thing that we need, the very thing that our neighborhood needs. You know, we were, were teaching about Acts Reach 120 in the groups, and we're talking about crazy, weird people moving in with issues by our kiddos, and we're like, just pray them right out. You just march around that neighborhood. And then I got convicted this week because I got some neighbors that don't like me too much. They're a little interesting. And so I decided I'm going to invite them to a Reach 120 group. And I'm going to, you know what, they might have lived there for 30 some odd years, but either we're buying a new house or they're getting out. The Spirit of God knows how to intercede for us. It was a holy thing. And I'm not saying that to be ugly. I'm saying that because God put me right next to them for a reason. The very thing that irritates us the most is often the very thing that God wants to use us in. 
So I might get irritated if they don't like me and they don't like but I'm gonna shut up So every time we ride that bike or that scooter around their house, I'm gonna pick up those sticks and I'm gonna worship the Lord because they don't like sticks. Because the spirit knows how to intercede for us. See, in the natural, I could get ugly. I could justify all kinds of stuff. But in the spirit, and he's changing me. He's impacting my neighborhood. He's doing things in the spiritual realm that I can't do in the natural, and he's doing it for his glory and my good. The spirit makes intercession for us. Y'all laugh. Romans 5.5, we quoted this earlier. Grace, y'all can come on up. Likewise, the Spirit himself also helps in our weakness. Anybody out there feel weak ever? He helps in our weakness. For we don't know what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself makes intercessions for us with groanings that can't be uttered. That is a copy and paste error. But I will tell you what 5.5 says. It says that the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts. How? By the Holy Ghost. Thank you for joining the Celebration Podcast. For more information, visit ccacron.org or call us at 330-762-7458. You can also download the Celebration app from iTunes or the Android store. With my father, it's so awesome.